0: Coming to you from the Black Swamp Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John
1: Crump. Yes, I see it is, Crumpy, after dark, which, uh, yeah, we're doing good. Going later tonight and tomorrow so we can hit that goal of 200 episodes by Saturday. 10 o'clock Saturday, we have a special 200th episode of Fireside Chats. It's Wow, it's been a wild and crazy ride. We are brought to you by Tusk. Tusk is the only cryptocurrency in the market focusing specifically on the gun world.
0: Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet! With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards. It's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For Gun Guys, buy Gun Guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution.
1: And also, we are also sponsored by my side project, which is Black Swan Tactical.
0: Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war.
1: All right, with that said, I want to jump into our guests really quick. I know it's late for all you guys out there, especially if you usually watch me on my regular time. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we're going to hit that 200th episode uh, this weekend. And But let me bring on my guest. He's actually a guy that lives kind of close to me. And I've known members of his family for like a long time, really. Uh, he goes by the name Dark, and he's from the, one of the fastest-growing YouTube channels on the planet, Darklight Dugan. What is up?
2: What's up, brother? Thanks for having me on, dude.
1: Uh Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, I wanted to make some time for, for you, so we, we went late. So uh, I thanks. appreciate everyone who's going to show up out there. Um, yeah, I
2: already see a lot of... Uh, uh, Dark Light Dugan guys jumping in, so thank you
1: Yeah, you, uh, yeah, you, you uh, have the late night crew, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we usually, uh, so our schedule is Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 9.30 to two to three hour streams <laughs> sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit later than, than my guys, but we do share some uh, people.
2: Yeah, we do for sure. I see that. What's up, Chris? Man Against the Masses. Global gang, oh, this is great.
1: Yeah, um, let me ask you a question. Sure. Um, you're dark, and there's another guy named Light, and uh, like a third guy named Dugan, right? Yeah. yeah. How did your podcast come about? Or your live stream?
2: That's so an interesting uh, story. <laughs> um, and, and it's funny because you had said like you know one of the fastest growing channels. Uh, we hit. Thousand subs in like 40 days. Um, and a lot of that credit is due to Dugan Ashley, formerly of Carnicon. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, of course. Okay, cool. Just you know, uh, double checking. Um, but essentially, um, about a year and some change ago, let's say January 2020, um, I started interacting with Dugan Ashley upon his return to the internet and I was a mod for him kind of, you know, helping him in his YouTube live streams and discord and just started kind of, you know, getting, I don't want to say like a relationship because that seems weird, but um, basically uh, myself, him and another guy light started dark light Dugan as a podcast and, you know, pretty quickly became syndicated across like, you know, all major, Spotify, Apple, like all that stuff. And we had said, let's, let's just stream this. And since December 22nd, that's uh, what we've been doing.
1: Yeah. Do you still broadcast the podcast? Because what I do is I do a lot of, uh, of the podcast stuff as well. Like this goes up, um, as a, uh, podcast the next day. And we also broadcast to, um, a bunch of different places, not only YouTube, but also Facebook and, Twitch and D Live and Periscope nice. and stuff like that. Uh or or are you specifically just on YouTube right now?
2: So right now, like the intention was to do this on YouTube, rip the audio, and then post that on our um uh, podcast, and we just had never done it. <laughs> so good intentions, uh no action behind it.
1: Yeah, I have a roadcaster uh a, a Rodecaster Pro. Nice. So I just hit a button records everything then at the end they hit a button and it's like exports.
2: wow well, yeah, that could make things uh easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes.
1: Yeah, it also controls like almost everything. Yeah. So, how'd you get the name Dark?
2: Um it, it's a couple things. Um there was an element to the podcast of like you know, where the dark and the light meet is, um, contrast, right. And so much of life is about perception. And, um, we kind of focus on, you'd have to, you know, come to the channel and check it out to learn a little bit more about, about that. But the other element is dark and light. Him and I are like the balance of, uh, you know, um, positivity and negativity, though. A lot of people say, man, dark, you're super positive for the the guy that's supposed to be, you know, the, the, the dark um, side, but it's just a name. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You also keep your identity, like dark is like your secret identity. Yeah. yeah. I guess Uh, your real life is your secret identity, but you try to keep (laughs) like your name um, unknown and stuff like that. That's why I don't want to say too much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's cool. I mean, what, what you said so far is, uh, is totally fine. Um, cause we are, uh, dark doesn't sleep. I don't, I don't sleep. Sleep is overrated. Um, yeah, no, um, I think, uh, um, it's good to have separation. Um, and there's always going to be some crazies on, uh, on the internet. So I like, to, I like to, that level of anonymity is, uh, is good.
1: Yeah, I tried when I first started podcasting and stuff like that, um, like five years ago, um, I did an audio-only podcast for like a long time and I tried to keep uh, my identity secret, but then was doxxed and I was like, whatever.
2: Yeah, at some point uh, that's likely to happen. Um, (laughs) There was, I don't want to say when, but there was uh, one point where someone came into a platform where I was on and I won't say if it was my channel or another channel. I Cause I go on live with like CRS with, you know, people all over the place and uh, somebody jumped in the chat and just posted my full name and then didn't say another word. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. That's funny. So a lot of people, there's this whole thing that, uh, um, dark as a fed like i'm like the atf or i'm a federal agent and i'm doing this to honeypot people and all this crazy stuff and it, it's funny because you're an actual like real human being that knows me and my family yeah so.
1: i I've, I've known your brother. i went to i've known your brother for like a long long time i went to school with your brother
2: yeah yeah crazy small world man and in your how long have you been with the uh goa uh
1: three four years
2: okay all right yeah i wasn't sure i know uh I, I didn't know if he knew how much you were involved with the you know firearm owners i hate to call it the 2-8 community right because it's like everyone should own a, a gun but you know oh. it-
1: i've been a, i've been with or in the 2-8 community for a long long time
2: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure
1: yeah Yeah, it just uh I was I was doing so much, they were like, Well, why don't you just become our state director (laughs) since you're already doing all this stuff anyway? That's awesome. I was like, All right.
2: (laughs) Dude, you do a lot, man. You uh and a lot of the people that uh you know I'm like looking to align with are people that you know and work with. We've been super blessed on our channel to have um like Johnny B, James Reeves, Brandon Herrera, like the people that are likely on your call list when big info dumps come out. So um, it's just, it's crazy to be like probably 10 miles from each other, not even, and have the same kind of contacts all over the country. It's kind of bizarre because we I don't think we've actually ever met in person.
1: No, we haven't. No, we haven't. Uh, maybe I saw you when you were a little kid.
2: Probably. <laughs> swamp dog memory says always fighting tyrants absolutely
1: yeah all right let's get back to so we know how you guys yeah. met and everything else like that and how it got started but what is your show about
2: yeah so um funny thing i'll throw out a fun fact first because uh, a lot of people are like oh you know you and dugan and light are like you know like besties, right? Like you guys are, you know, must be best friends or whatever. Um, we have actually never met in person ever. And we've been, you know, podcasting for, uh, I guess, since like August of last year and, uh, we were streaming on YouTube, um, uh, since like I said, December 22nd. Um, and we've never met in person. So fun fact. Um, now aside from that, so our channel is, uh, Number one about truth. Like we want to get a message out, the message of the truth. And I'll get back to what I mean by that. Um, our channel is about teaching self-sustainability. Oh, two a edu, what's up, brother? And you can stop me in any time.
1: Thank you, two a edu, for uh, the super chat. Two a edu has a incredible channel. It's like. One of the smartest guys in the two-way space. And I'm not saying that, um, just to like be nice. He is actually, if you watch his live streams on Friday, he knows his stuff and he knows his constitutional history, which is kind of cool.
2: Yeah, man. You got to keep one of these uh, handy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> got one right back here. Actually.
2: Right there. Nice. Is that a 1851 over there or a clone? 18- uh,
1: it's a, it's a, I have uh the army and I have the Navy.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. I got a 1851 Colt Navy hanging up there. Yeah. Well, Oh, bacon. What's up, brother? That's one
1: Another super chat, the two, two, three. You always love that.
2: <laughs> um, Thanks, bacon. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, so yeah, uh, essentially what we want to do is we want to teach people how to become as self-sufficient as possible. We, you know, it's kind of a, um, um, a butt puckering, uh, process. I don't know. I'll do my best not to, to curse, Um, um, butt puckering, uh, process when you realize that, uh, your water, though it's available to you, is not controlled by you. Your food, though it's available to you, is not controlled by you. Even shelter and security and all these things, um, we're given the illusion of freedom and security by convenience, mostly in this life of consumerism. So um, what, what we do is we teach people how to become as self-sustainable as possible. And that's been our, our message the, uh, the entire time.
1: Yeah, I have a friend that's all about self-sustainable, and being self-sustainable and stuff like that. He's a crazy crazy Russian guy that lives near us to the west of us. Okay. us uh up on a mountain near Mount Weather kind of. Oh
2: well.
1: Um and he came over during uh, during communism he like defected and he, he remembers the bread lines and everything else. So basically he built like underground shelters uh, on his property. Um, and he has a hidden like farm basically where he has woods and he planted these crops in the woods. So you can't see them.
2: Wow. That's incredible.
1: But it's actually food. So he goes in the woods and he can basically live off the land and, uh, he picked crops that like blend in
2: dude. That's, that's epic right there. That's impressive.
1: Yeah. It's really cool.
2: Yeah. That's super cool. And that's, that's it, it kind of exactly what, uh, we have a, a couple, you know, purposes for, for the message, right? Because so many people I actually had someone, um, in, you know, my professional life, um, say, Oh, you do stuff on YouTube. Like, what do you do? And I kind of, you know, told her the same thing. And she said, Oh, like a doomsday prepper. It's like, well, no, that gives it a bad name. I'm talking about just living, <laughs> just having food and water and security and shelter that are available to you that, that you control because it's though I'm, I'm not running around with a sign on saying the end is nigh, right? Like <laughs> it's, It is a possibility that one day you could flip a switch and the lights don't come on or you open up your tap and water doesn't come out or you pull up your cell phone and there's a big X over your signal. And we want to give people every single chance they have to um, be as self sustainable as possible. And we've had people from, God, i mean everything from you know builders we have a series called building freedom where we you know uh, teach how to build um, items of security whether it be defensive cutlery um you know forging like knives blades axes swords we, we got bladesmiths um shout out to matt tellhart uh, if he's in here excellent bladesmith um but uh beekeepers right like you know, um, light grows cranberry, hibiscus, like edible stuff, like things you would never think of. What's up, Kimball?
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely something to think about. Um, my, uh, media company is called, uh, black swan media and black Swan is like, a black swan event. It's something that you don't see coming and whatnot. And you never know when one of those is going to happen. I have a friend who I want to hook you up with. He down in the Richmond area, but he is—I wouldn't call him a survivalist. Um, I would call him like a mountain man type guy. Um, Yeah, he's like uh, like a Sigma Six survival instructor type guy. Wow! So, like two weeks out of the year, he'll go out into the woods, like in Shenandoah national park and bring a knife
2: <laughs>
1: and just like no, no, like sleeping bags, no tents or anything.
2: And for two weeks he's, he's out there. Yeah. Dude, that's money.
1: I was like, that must suck. He's like, no, it's the greatest thing in the world.
2: How, like how freeing would that be to, to just have the, um, the ability, like the skills and ability. Cause that's, that's the thing that, uh, you know, people, over time, we're kind of taking for granted, right? Like we're given the ability and the convenience to hop online and order our groceries, right. Or, you know, just drive to the gas station, right? Like that's, we're not looking at these types of things as a privilege currently. It's just, they exist. Um, And things that are typically overlooked, because people always think of this as like, oh, it's, you know, doomsday preppers and it kind of has a a dark cloud over it um it's just self-growth and development and becoming a better person that you know you can always count on yourself for you and your family but also like developing your own skills like you know can you like pick locks can you you know are you physically fit are you you know all sorts of things speaking other languages uh, growing, you know, edible food, um, you know, all, all sorts of things.
1: Yeah. It, fire. <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't be able to start a fire.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. No. Yeah. So that's kind of been like our, our main, uh, main focus. And, you know, over, um, the first couple months, um, Dugan, um, had a, a big family event. Uh, we'll say that, that, uh, um, drew him back to, uh, exclusively spend time with his family. So, you know, we're respecting that. And, uh, it's kind of light and I carrying the torch and, you know, um, then light had some family stuff come up. So I'm just, I'm still keeping to the schedule no matter what we're, we're never going to give up the channel.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why did uh, Dugan leave in in the first place?
2: First YouTube, place meaning like, no, YouTube.
1: Uh, originally, when he uh, stopped making YouTube videos.
2: So when Carnicon was, which if he just left it up, like probably would have been the largest firearm platform, like on, on or channel on YouTube ever. It was way ahead of its time, um, but. Uh, he felt like the court gesture, you know, he felt like while the world was falling to pieces, you know, he was on YouTube making funny videos that were, you know, like a release for people, uh, you know, to watch. And it was fun and funny. But after that moment and all the time, energy, money, and input um, that he and others put into it, the world was still heading in a direction that he didn't like. And, uh, he just felt like he couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, a lot of people around him got, uh, kind of greedy with the, uh, um, just the possibility of income. Cause this was way before the apocalypse. And, um, he said, okay, I'm going to shut down the channel then and just literally deleted everything. And a lot of people think that uh, it has to do with his diagnosis of MS. And and I'm only sharing all these things because I know that, you know, like they're out in the public uh, mostly. And um, he would share them and he wouldn't have a problem with me sharing them if, you know, um, if he were here. Um, so I guess a lot of people think that his diagnosis of multiple sclerosis had to do with him quitting Karnakon, um, but it was a deliberate move just because he, uh, you know, he didn't want to continue doing, it. he just wanted to focus on family. And uh, later on when he came, came back, I think he wanted to send out a different message.
1: I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Because your show um, is so much different than what his old stuff used to be. Mm-hmm.
2: Very, very, although at times we would love nothing more. We even like, uh, would get together and talk and like joke and fantasize like about like, uh, you know, chronic V 2.0, like, but you know, we obviously n- nothing ever came to uh, fruition or anything. Um, <laughs> we were honestly toying with the idea of doing the same thing. Um, like putting out some episodes, but instead of focusing on firearms, focusing on, um, energetics. Uh, but we didn't take that route.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, man against the masses says so 21 minutes into an 80, finally gets a notification. Uh, some reason that happens a lot with my channel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why not trying to be conspiratorial or anything but I, I just don't know why, but yeah, it's usually 20, 25 minutes. You will see like a bump in people because it's crazy. some reason that's why I try to keep to a Pacific schedule.
2: Yeah. And that's uh it's funny. So I I went and I shared this, um, you know, on my YouTube channel, I shared it in our discord. I shared it, you know, in other places. So a lot of these people had already come here at 10 and then they're seeing notifications come, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes later. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, I know. Uh, this this is actually the second U- or third YouTube channel I started. Uh, I have four YouTube channels. I've had four YouTube channels. I have two active right now. The other two were killed by YouTube. Really? Um, yeah. Well, I was given a. I was uh. Looking at the algorithm, figuring how the algorithm worked and stuff like that, and sharing it. Mm, um, yeah, like breaking down the actual math from experimentations and stuff like that. So YouTube didn't really like that's that. like
2: how to kill Skynet.
1: <laughs> yeah, they didn't really like that, so they killed my channels. Yeah, for putting out dangerous information.
2: That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, no warnings, no strikes, just dead. Really? Yeah, then I started another channel dead again. Uh, And then I waited like a year and started just doing, starting the the new ones. But yeah.
2: That's crazy. I I would have thought that at least like they would have said, this video contains three strikes. Goodbye.
1: (laughs) No, no, they just killed it for being a dangerous person.
2: That's nuts. Giving away their is- secrets. What's that? How long have you had this channel?
1: Uh I've had this channel for about a year now. A little bit over a year. Okay, cool. A year and four months in my other channel, um, which is actually my bigger channel. I started um using that about a month ago.
2: Nice. Yeah, that's man, you uh you get a lot of good stuff out into the community and uh you know i I look at some of the people that that i watch like and i think it's interesting because you kind of evolve as a content creator like you start to consume less content when you're you know putting out or streaming or you know whatever it is you do
1: or different content
2: yeah exactly yeah and um The people that I watch that I, you know, kind of fanboy over, like, you know, Brandon Herrera, like having him on was incredible. Um, But like uh, uh, Jared with Guns and Gadgets, like, you know, y'all are like super tight, like Johnny B, y'all are super tight. The Like those people that like we all watch, like everyone, if you go down the line and chat, um, they at least know of, if not, you know. I don't know. I just think that's really cool, man. That's uh, You're a big influencer in the community.
1: Yeah, Jared is a really cool guy. I really like Jared a lot. Uh, he is an incredibly genuine person. Yeah. The, the way he is on his YouTube channel is how he is in real life.
2: I, I love that about... Uh, like You can just tell he's a genuine person. Yeah, there are certain
1: people that aren't, that I've met that are totally different behind the scenes yeah um and then there's other people that are like um yep see people coming in now <laughs> yeah. Told you. um
2: it was funny you know <laughs> you know who and god bless his soul you know who i met that was just um and it's not like trust me it's okay to say this um you know who I met that I was shocked that it wasn't as kind as I thought they would be, it was Arlie Ermy. I thought that he would be like the guy from uh, Full Metal Jacket.
1: Yeah, wasn't yeah. too kind in that movie.
2: Say, see
1: He wasn't too kind in that movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, but like, I guess I had this like idea of him. Like, I used to watch all those shows that he would be on uh, on like the Outdoor Channel, and he was just like. Uh, I just said not too kind to, you know, be, um, you know, quaint. Um, he was kind yeah. of a dick, um, but I was just kind of surprised by that. Um, but I, I met, um, Matt Carricker at SHOT Show. Um, he was pretty much, you know, like, like you see him. Um, I met a bunch of people that, uh, you know, generally, um, are you know pretty close to what you see but there are a lot of people out there that are just completely just in- inauthentic and it's not the way to uh you know market yourself or or even grow a YouTube channel
1: yeah th- that is true but th- there are certain people out there that put on an act mm-hmm. and it's really disingenuous and there's a lot of other people that will stab you in the back. Um, I come from the writing world and the writing world is totally different. Um, it's a lot more friendly, I would say to each other.
2: People have more integrity.
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't know if, 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 what you call it. Maybe integrity. Maybe it's just, it's not as cutthroat.
2: Yeah. Firearm. I think not, not even necessarily just like the firearm world. I think um, the media world uh, like the youtube farm community the uh like when those two kind of blend together um i think that uh i don't know uh i mean we could start calling them out if you want uh <laughs> i'm just kidding no only one out by name but yeah i just think that uh, when money and gain become the thing yeah anyone will stab me in the back
1: yeah, which is kind of uh, bad.
2: Yeah, but that part of the community is not going to live forever, right? Like eventually, you know, you can only feed off of your own people for so long. And there's going to be a new generation of of people, you know, channels like us that are focused on truth and just being good people. And, you know, it'll uh, it'll balance out, I'm sure.
1: Uh, Kimball is talking about the history channel back in the day and how that used to be the best. I missed those days when yeah. it was actually about history.
2: Yeah. My, how things have changed. I miss when like public school was about learning.
1: Yeah. I, I don't have my kids in public school. I don't yeah. know if public school is ever about learning since we've been around at least.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's definitely, uh, I think in the last decade specifically, is taken more of an aggressive turn. But yeah, I think it was uh, it was programming.
1: Especially in Loudoun County. I have no Dude, idea what happened there.
2: I know, man. I know. Loudoun, Fairfax, like, yeah, it's just crazy.
1: Yeah. There was a teacher in Loudoun County where I went to school at um, and... I went to school with your brother and stuff like that. And uh, there's a high school in my local town that the teacher had the kids rewrite the second amendment because basically she said the second amendment isn't about the individual right to own a firearm. And one of the kids brought up, and this is all recorded. One of the kids brought up Heller and she was like, well, the Supreme court was wrong.
2: What? This was recorded? Yeah. Wow.
1: That Freedom High School.
2: Dude, wow. What? Freedom High School. Yeah. (laughs) Literally (laughs) called Freedom. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Dark, do you have any interest in do-it-yourself simple tool gunsmithing skill videos for repair and maintenance? Well, you Uh,
1: did do one last night.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, that's true. Um, and that was kind of like my first one I I did it just to be a rebel. Cause I was like, I'm going to build out an 80% like on stream and just see how long it takes to get cooked. Um, cause it was, uh, one of the new lone wolf ones and I haven't done it before. It was completely different. A traditional P80, I could buzz out in a half an hour, but, uh, this took, uh, a little bit longer. What's the uh, difference? It, it's just, um, you know, different components to cut out. You As opposed to, um, you know, pushing the rail system in or sometimes thwacking it with a hammer in, um, you actually have to clean out the entire channel. And then the rail systems are like small squares, like puzzle pieces that bend out. And you put them in a recess in the, uh, in the frame. And then you put a bunch of, um, uh, it's like polymer adhesive. So this is like, like literally liquid polymer and you douse it all in there. And then you put the rail in and then you push like a, almost like a puzzle piece in over it. And then you clamp it in to make sure it sits really tight. And, uh, it's just different, but, um, couldn't use my Dremel because that only runs at 35,000, uh, uh, RPM. (laughs) And, uh, so it's like zero or crackhead speed. And I literally did the one thing that I tell people not to do is I used a drill and they came out clean. The holes came out beautiful. Um, yeah, so it, it was cool. It was just different.
1: Yeah, I recently did a, a JSD, um, their SIG P320 kit.
2: Oh, how did that go?
1: I, it, I haven't installed the trigger yet because the triggers are back-ordered. Okay. But I should be installing the triggers. But um, with that one, you really, really need a drill press.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to drill through steel with uh, handheld.
1: Yeah, you're not gonna do it with the handheld, but with the drill press, yeah, you can do it. Um, so I use the drill press. It, it went pretty easy. You also had to bend the rail, the rail section as well.
2: That's right. You have
1: That's a little, right. you have a little insert. Um, where you had you bang it, you actually hammer it in. It's like a solid steel block that bends the rails down, and then nice. you have to cut the steel off. It's a, it's a lot more intense than a P80. Not as easy as yeah, P-80.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, you said you, you have done a P-80 before?
1: Yeah, I've done several.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the first one I did probably took a few hours as well. And then, like, after, you know, doing several, tragically, unfortunately, I, I lost all of them. Um, but it's a long story. I was, I was boating. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no... Um, I think that gets more simple but looking at like the 1911 80%ers the uh aluminum AR80s the uh 320 80%ers the those are a lot more work like not just anyone can just like buzz them out like that and uh I I give it to you props for uh, for knocking that out man those are are not simple
1: yeah, I mean it, they're not simple but and at the end it, you can't tell the difference between a um a, or like a regular th- uh 320 and uh the JFD because they fit in the regular 320 frames.
2: Yeah. Dude, that's I was really tempted to uh, to do one. I'm just uh I'm just a Glock guy I, I, and I I have this uh, thing crammed in my head by some other people that all, all of you guys that are here for my channel in the chat that know handsome Joe. Um, we did a video on the second amendment. Uh, it's like a three hour video on, I mean, and we go really deep on it and uh, part of it was, you know, in your own collection, having the armory concept. And uh, of course, a lot of us have guns like, you know, ranging and all different calibers and, and, you know, designs, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly a Glock guy and that's mostly because I'm stubborn.
1: Yeah. I'm mostly a Glock guy too. Um, yeah. But JSD is coming up with a really cool Glock thing. I'm going to get to play with uh, in a couple of weeks here. Really? Yeah. A binary trigger.
2: Dude, I have been waiting for someone to do a binary Glock trigger forever. I have one in my scorpion and one in my LWRC, and those things are just tits, man. I love them. Um, so, can you talk about it at all?
1: Uh, yeah, it's just uh, I'm not exactly sure how it works. Uh, Jordan, who owns JFD, was on the show, and he was talking about he was talking about bringing it down to the IV8888 shoot, um, for, and for so I can try it out, and I was like, oh hell yeah.
2: Kimball, they actually did. CCI came out with an aluminum Glock lower years ago. Back as That was back when I used to work in the firearm industry. And people hated them when they were available. And in the moment they were unavailable, everyone went crazy over them.
1: That That's That pretty, is true. Yeah. That, that is definitely true. Uh,
2: but I would absolutely rock at least one binary trigger in one of my glocks i I would have to
1: uh 2 AEDU. yeah you can try out the binary glock i'm sure i can arrange that yeah um but yeah uh so you're definitely gonna get a chance to play with that yeah i can't wait to that uh, when you did the binary trigger in your Scorpion, I did a binary trigger on my Scorpion. I'm not sure what generation Scorpion that you had. Did you have to drill out the trigger pack?
2: I did not. Luckily, I thought I was going to have to because I have I think I have one that was just at this odd point between Gen 1 and Gen 2 where they started to transition to Gen 2. And I just luckily didn't have to drill that that piece out. Did you have to? Yeah, yeah,
1: it was simple
2: oh okay i just envisioned it being so difficult no Uh, it's
1: just you i put the drill bit on there stuck it in there hit it once it broke the head off it came right out (laughs) i thought it was going to be this like long process and it took literally under 15 seconds
2: you know most people uh you know when it comes to their abilities like even i guess even like last night right like Doing something that you've never like done before is uh, I don't know. I, when it comes to hand tools and stuff like that, though, like come on, like people complain about the most simple things. But then again, like okay, yes, I am going to do a wooden Glock lower. We'll we'll get there one day. Um, I just don't know when I'll be able to do that.
1: <laughs> a wooden Glock lower.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have seen the wood. I have seen the wood, uh, AR, AR lower though.
2: I have seen that.
1: <laughs> Thank you to AEDU hey, again, man. This is awesome. Yeah. Thanks,
2: dude. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. The, the, the wooden, uh, Glock, uh, the wooden AR lower is really interesting.
2: Yeah, that looks super uh, unique. Um, every single one—imagine this—every single one is different. Uh, <laughs> but um, if you take a look and do a search one one day uh, on wooden block lowers, and uh, there's one without a trigger guard. I think they tried to do a trigger guard, and they were just like, "All right, this is just a weak point," and they just ink, ink. <laughs> so it's like a uh, you know, like one of the old school derringers.
1: Yeah. um, Another thing that uh, JSD is coming out with that you might like is a 80% Scorpion.
2: Nice. that I'm interested in that. Even though I have one, which, by the way, that's uh, probably one of my favorite sub guns is uh, the Scorpion. Oh, yeah. Even, even next to like, you guys are going to hate this in chat, even next to an MP5. That Scorpion is just... Too- it's remarkable.
1: I, I kind of agree with you on that. I, okay. think, I mean, I used to be a big, uh, I am an HK fanboy type uh, person, but um, when I, did you I, fall off? Though? What's that?
2: When did you fall off? There, there was a point that you fell off the HK wagon. I'm,
1: st- I'm still on it, actually
2: but they're likely older HKs, right?
1: I, I love the VP9.
2: okay that's fair.
1: I love the VP9. I, I love I, the, the uh, I love the triggers on them and uh, they're nice. but I think the MP5 is a little bit overrated.
2: Yeah, I, I do see value in the MP5k. Um, just in the size and capability, but it, knowing that you can have a very similar, okay. Similar firepower in a Glock 26 with a 33 round mag. Like it's, you start getting into other territory, right? Like uh, now it's not a subgun. I get it. But um, you just got to think of like functionality from a functionality standpoint. Um, the MP5K is, is sick if I did, I don't currently own an MP5. If I did, I would own, like, the diehard Bruce Willis, like, you know, um, probably the full-size MP5. I don't know. Maybe I would get a K. Um, there's something special about, like, the, yeah, just the PDW kind of thing. I am, I am addicted to bad guy guns. Like, the, the firearms that you would typically see bad guys have in, in a movie those are the ones that I love well, small folding, you know, stocks like that. That's my thing.
1: Well, um, one of my friends named Matt, and if you want to ever want to go shooting with us, let me know. He's an SOT. Nice. Um, and he has a MP5 with the briefcase.
2: Dude, someone just put that in chat. I've actually gotten to handle one before but I I was not able to fire it.
1: Well, we can change that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick. I uh I would love love to do that.
1: Yeah, we can change that. Yeah, you know Glock one of Glock's marketing things back in the 80s was, you know, when the whole die hard and you know Glock 7 came out. Um, uh, like Smith and Wilson wouldn't let their guns be used in the hands of bad guys. Really? Um, yeah. And they would also charge movie companies all this money and Glock. There's a good book about Glock and Glock was like, well, let's think about this. The guy, the American that basically ran Glock over here. He was like, the bad guys usually have the better weapons because the good guys have to overcome it. <laughs> so he's like, you know what? It's like, you want to use our guns? We'll let you use them for free. Nice. And you can put them That's in any cool. bad guy's hands you want. And apparently that really worked. Oh, yeah. Because right after yeah. Die Hard 2, which was at Dulles Airport, um, yeah. Yeah. everyone went out to buy Glock 7s. So we know they're woven a Glock 7, but. Yeah.
2: Cause it can go through uh, it. Don't they say in the movie that it can go through a uh, metal detector?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a porcelain gun or ceramic gun yeah. that can go through a metal detector without sending them off, blah, blah, blah. And that's yeah. the reason why we got the undetectable firearms act was because specifically because of diehard too.
2: Like guys, come on. Even if that were true, like I can't put a stripped lower through, uh, you know a TSA check. Now, granted, this was pre, you know nine one one, right? So it's different. I don't even want to, you know, call it what it was, but uh, um, yeah, I, I people uh, were not very well educated with what it was because it was so unrealistic to have a what they thought was a plastic. People called it ceramic, like you said. I mean, they were just completely uneducated about what it actually was.
1: Yeah, everyone's quoting it out there. Yeah, and it costs more than you make in two months.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of interesting, man, at how that movie literally got them to pass legislation and no one stood up and said, hey, you guys are dumb. This isn't this, yeah. this isn't really what happened
2: I did I am just blown away at the stuff like every now and then you'll hear it like uh in other movies too. uh space Texan, I also own a forty three x and I love it and um Glock's seventh patent was actually a shower curtain ring. interesting.
1: yeah, they used to make shower curtains and bayonets.
2: nice. I have a a box of boxes here, and one of them is uh, the old Gen 2 uh, Tupperware. Um, I I love Gen 2s.
1: Yeah, so do I. Gen 2s, Gen 1s are awesome.
2: Did you uh, ever uh, get a chance to see the P80, the reproduction of the first generation 17?
1: Yeah, I did. It was was close.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was really interested in that, but, uh, my buddy who worked at a shop, the same shop that I used to work at, which I'm not going to say only cause it would totally dox me, but, uh, um, he carried one that, uh, he hit a hundred thousand rounds in and had only cleaned it by putting it through the dishwasher. And you probably know who the guy is. Honestly, afterwards we'll talk and I'll see if you, uh, if you know, them. if if you do, you'll be like, oh yeah, I could totally see that.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I I mean, I really like those Glocks. I, I love the Gen One Glocks. They're really, really hard to find right now, though.
2: Yeah, and they're usually over a grand. Like it, it's it's crazy. Um, oh, but really quickly on the forty-three X. So that's my current EDC and it is vital. Like I still carry the two ten rounders, like on the side, if you are going to carry a 43 X, definitely get the shield S 15 magazines because it takes, I mean, it gives you the, you know, uh, performance of a Glock 19 and something that's, you know, considerably smaller, 15 plus one in a small, tiny package. It's, it's awesome. I mean, most people know about them at this point, but the Shield Arms S15 magazines, best best Glock uh, accessory ever for the 43X.
1: Yeah, the 43X. I just carry a regular Glock 43 right now, but um, I'm thinking about upgrading to a, a 43X.
2: Dude, they're they're money, man. If you ever want to shoot mine, you're more than welcome to.
1: I mean, I, I've I've shot them.
2: What's your like if you open up your safe or safes or your gun room or whatever? Um, <laughs> what's your like baby?
1: A handgun, a rifle. What, what do you want to talk about?
2: Anything. Let's, let's talk about long guns.
1: Uh, long guns. Um, I have a 410. Uh, Henry uh, Side Loader that I nice. absolutely love. I have that in my that's one of my favorite long guns. Um and I have my long range gun, my uh, seven hundred, my Remington seven hundred with uh, that's in a MDX uh, MDT chassis. Nice. Uh,
2: what caliber?
1: Uh, that's three hundred win mag.
2: Ooh, nice yeah That's but brilliant.
1: but yeah i love my my hand i love lever action guns i'm a big lever action guy, and i do have a a a sharps uh a r that was a uh, a little bit custom done for me nice uh it's the um the hellbreaker lore with this uh, side charging a r
2: oh okay
1: and, cool. and it has a uh, Franklin Ar- uh, Franklin um, Armory binary trigger in it as well. That's funny Is
2: it the what is it? Sharps twenty two forty five or whatever.
1: That uh, no, no. Uh, Sharps Brothers, uh, John Sharps.
2: Oh, okay. So He's, he uh,
1: does really cool custom guns. Well, not really so custom. It's
2: in uh, five five six.
1: Yeah, it's in five five six. Nice. I'll show you, Sharp Bros. Let me bring this up
2: how could you carry the 92 FS over the 43 X? I agree. The 92 FS is still a remarkable gun, but man, the same capability and a gun, half the size and half the weight.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is the hull breaker right here. I'm going to throw it up on the screen.
2: Yeah, and you guys in chat, I would love to hear what your like, uh, what your baby long gun is, too.
1: So it's built off that.
2: Oh, that's dope. It's like the bomber.
1: Yeah, it's what it's designed after.
2: That's really cool. Uh,
1: John Sharps has a very interesting history. He makes these like, really high-end guns now, with all these unique designs. And he actually Oh, hold on. That, hmm, interesting. That's awesome. Uh, that's one of my friend's uh, uh, wife.
2: Oh, nice. <laughs> interesting. Hello.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he makes these high-end uh, firearms that are really unique, and he like designed the old Xbox.
2: The old Xbox,
1: yeah, like the Microsoft Xbox, really. Yeah, now he he makes all these like badass guns.
2: <laughs> My EDC is a two forty nine. Um, some, somebody else, uh, hold on, Gilboa Snake. Um, yeah, ninety two A one is is money. Um, so Chrome, uh, one of the people from our community says I love the Shar lowers. I have the jack
1: the jack is it. cool it's like a pirate type thing
2: oh nice nice yeah i yeah, yeah. I have to say my baby long gun it's tough um so I built a uh oh that's cool that's dope yeah, I have seen those uh seeing those lowers at first, you know, I kind of, you know, gave them crap because it's like, Oh, it's, you know, just a fancy magwell, and then I look, I'm like, wow, that's actually like really well done.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's all billet too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I put together and I've told this story on, you know, streaming, you know, with my people before, but, uh, I had a friend that was moving And he was accidentally sent a second LWRC lower and didn't have to pay for it. And he just came in, did the paperwork and, you know, left with his lower. And then the next day uh, or no, no, like a week later, they called him like, Hey, your lower's in. And he's like, uh, okay. Oh, that's sick. uh, He does.
1: Yeah. I've seen it. It it looks identical to her Nerf gun.
2: Nice. That's really cool. Um, so basically, um, they called him again, either LWRC or, you know, whomever goofed up and then the gun shop called him like, Hey, your lower's in. And he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and he went to the shop did the 44 to 73 left to the second one. And he was moving and he needed cash. So I bought it. This is before, you know, Virginia took the direction that it did, uh, when private sales were, um, legal. Um, but I took that LWRC um, lower and a bunch of BCM and ten uh, point three inch Colt barrel and just like some pretty decent stuff and put together this like just incredible, I can't call it a you know mark 18, but it's mark eighteen based ten point three inch five five six binary trigger, LWRC lower it's it's sick man that's that's probably my baby and i run an aac sdn6 suppressor on it
1: nice nice yeah man that is very nice one one of the things that i know is you should never meet your heroes because i wanted a kimber for the longest time Mm -hmm. and then i got it and i wasn't impressed at all
2: me either well, tell me about your experience with Kimber.
1: It, it was just uh, the the fitting wasn't wasn't exactly the way I wanted it. Uh, the trigger on my Rock Island was actually better than what was on the Kimber. Oh, so I was just kidding. like, you know, it's not it's not as high end as they claim to be.
2: Was it like a custom too, or yeah, it was a custom too. So I got a custom two as well, or a TLE. I think, I think it was a custom two. And I have never slapped more stovepipes out of a gun in my life than when I had that 1911. So I gave up on 1911s after that. I, I preferred my uh, Springfield Millspec uh, over that. Uh, not Not to just bash Kimber, because they do make good guns. I just think if if you're gonna go Kimber you're gonna have to go like super I like their high-end stuff you know
1: yeah yeah um, and my favorite handgun uh, is I have a, a Glock 17 gen 3 Glock 17 that uh, has a custom slide one of the one of a kind custom slide uh, with a uh, overwatch. Precision trigger, um, a blacklist barrel, um, and the, and also the, um, the frame is also all customized as well, uh, to fit my hand specifically. Nice. Um, and, uh, it's like a, like a venom, um, red dot on the top as well.
2: That's cool. That's really unique. That's one thing that I have not adopted. Like the red, knocked... red dots on pistols.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm open to it, but, uh, honestly, I, I want to pick up, uh, like a swamp Fox. Um, um, what do you call it? Like a King Slayer or a Liberty or something like that. Um, they just look super cool and they fit the RMR footprint. And I do have a couple of guns that are, um, you know, cut for it.
1: Yeah. Almost everything fits the RMR footprint yep. right now.
2: Yeah.
1: It's basically the standard, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Swamp Fox aren't, uh, optics are pretty nice.
2: Yeah. Especially for the price, man. That's uh, That's hard to, you know
1: yeah I mean they make high quality stuff at a reasonable price which is awesome yeah I hit up a uh a, a swamp dog armory he can get you a discount from those guys nice he, he knows yeah. them
2: yeah i actually looking at his name made me think of uh, swamp fox that's uh that's funny.
1: Yeah, he did a custom one for my niece before she passed away to raise money. He did a custom Mandalorian uh bullpup rifle. Wow. That uh he designed and built and it was
2: badass. Yeah, I'm I'm really sorry to hear that too, man.
1: Yeah. It's you know, it's better. Uh she's not uh in pain anymore, so yeah.
2: Yeah. And I I was kind of torn. Like when I saw you pop in, one of the first things I wanted to ask was that. And then I was like, I'm not going to ask on stream. And then it's like, you know what? I'm, You know,
1: (laughs) you're like, whoops.
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs)
1: uh, Don't feel bad, man. You didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But I don't know what, if you could have one, firearm, any era, any, any firearm whatsoever, what would it be?
2: Hmm. Oh man. Um, So I, can I throw one? I'll answer that and throw one more thing in there. Cause I have, I have a regret of not purchasing something. I had, I had an opportunity Uh, at the shop I worked at, um, in Virginia, um, in my hands, a transferable, you know, pre 86 transferable Ruger AC five, five, six, and it was like 12 grand and I had the money and I literally almost pulled the trigger. It was between that and an Olympic arms, um, M 16 for 14 grand. And I didn't, I didn't do it. And obviously, right now, you know, probably ten years later, they're all twenty-five k or or more. Um, so that's that's a regret purchase, but uh, uh, that's a, a you know a regret that I have of not making the purchase. Um, I would say if I could, like, I'd say pistol a Beretta ninety three R. Um, long gun, I mean, the, the kid inside of me wants to say like, uh, you know, a mod Deuce, you know, or like an M6 or a 249, which I would take a, like a 240 over all of those that I listed. But, um, honestly, give me a pre 86 registered lower and I'm good. <laughs>
1: Why don't you just get a, like a, like an, uh, a registered auto sear. You can just drop it into any, uh, yeah,
2: that's true. I could do that. Yeah. I could do, um,
1: mine uh, would be a, uh, stinger.
2: Which one's a stinger?
1: Oh, it's a very interesting gun from World War II.
2: Oh, the, the four barrel or no.
1: No, it's like uh like a like a brownie automatic rifle mounted with a uh a um a M two <laughs> mounted with a <laughs> you know, like like a stock. So yeah. What? Yeah. So hold on.
2: A fifty BMG M two with a BAR.
1: Yeah, and I'll. I'll show. Let me bring up a picture.
2: Yeah, I definitely have to see this. One of John's dream guns is coming his way shortly.
1: That's what. That's what. That. Is, that's what he's talking about. Oh really? Uh huh. Let me just uh, bring this up here.
2: FG forty two.
1: Yeah, we, we, we can go shoot it. <laughs> you can make a video on it or something. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Oh, that's like a 1919.
1: It's uh, it's very cool.
2: Oh, no, that is, that is an M2. That's a 50 BMG?
1: Uh, yeah, it's the M2. Basically, what happened was an uh, Iwo Jima, they couldn't carry it around. Because of, uh, um, how much it weighed. Yeah. So it was, uh, or not, not M2. It was 1919. You're right. So 1919 it, uh, M1 and BAR.
2: Wow, dude, that's crazy. So it's still, it's a 30 cal, rule, yeah. you know, Yeah. throwing 30 out six out of that. That is a 30 out six, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh <laughs> just looking at I was watching Fury the other day and just seeing the, the small gun on the cannon run like just knowing that's 30 odd six just plowing like God man, those things are fierce.
1: Yeah. Um it it's a really, really cool gun.
2: So you're gonna be able to shoot one of those?
1: I'm going to get one. Really? Mm-hmm.
2: Are, are you getting a, uh, a semi-auto or are you getting... I don't like know.
1: A... I got I to talk to Flump Dog about
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll let you guys work out those details.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: I do, just to throw this out there, um, I do uh, still carry a G number. Um, so if you're looking for any agents to throw on the books to uh, help with any uh, of your 07 work, you uh, you let me know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is he local? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Um, the author still stands. No, no, he's uh, in Louisiana.
2: Oh, okay, gotcha.
1: That's why it's flump Dog Armory.
2: Uh, of course. I should should have known.
1: Yeah, from Louisiana. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we've been on for over an hour. I got to get up early tomorrow because I got to rate about. Uh, this leak, I guess, or Mississippi. Sorry, Louisiana, Mississippi, same thing.
2: Okay, can you give me anything on the FBI leak?
1: Uh, well, I did. I put up a teaser um, on John Crump News. Oh, yeah, uh, so. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll tell you right now. Uh, basically, there is a document that law enforcement can fill out right now. It's basically like a red flag. So let's say law enforcement believes that you are, that you should be a prohibited person, but you have not committed any crimes to be a prohibited person or anything else like that. Mm -hmm. They can write into the FBI and say, Hey, dark should be on the list because he's mentally unstable because his name's dark or, I believe that he is an unlawful user of drugs. It goes deeper into it, but it's basically that. So basically, they could red flag you. That they don't call it a red flag, but there's no red flag law. They just do it through changing the rules.
2: So is it through Nix?
1: Yeah, they write into Nix, and the FBI puts you on the Nix indices as a prohibited person. So you never know.
2: Dude that's crazy.
1: So um Peter North Inter- who oh interesting. Peter North a, a dark uh, old adult films are interesting.
2: <laughs> um yeah, I remember the name. There's no way that that's actually Peter North.
1: I yeah, I'm not not really into it but
2: if you're actually Peter North please come to my channel Darkley Dugan We would love to have you on to discuss some of your old work <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: very interesting
2: yeah thank you uh, for having me on um, if uh, if any of you guys are you know interested in uh you know learning more about self-sufficiency and um just you know taking control of you know your own life, your water, yeah. your food, shelter, security, right. come check out our channel yeah. at Darklight Dugan.
1: Yeah. Let me get back to telling you about before we get off. Um, basically here, here's the thing. Um, They, you, they are, Basically, red flagging people. You get put on the NICS indices. You don't know you're on the NICS indices because they don't inform you that you've been put on the NICS indices as a prohibited person until you go to buy a gun, and then you're rejected, and then you have to appeal, um, your appeal your denial to NICS to get off, get off of it. That's crazy. Yeah.
2: What about all the firearms? That, let's say that you currently own firearms. Uh, they, they, seeing-
1: they won't take away any of your firearms. It just they won't let you buy any new firearms.
2: That's crazy. That's. You think is it a legitimate leak? Uh,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's 100% legit. Wow. I have the wow. uh, I actually have the papers. Uh, I, I'm. I, it's a, it's a big, big document. So I'm still reading through other stuff, right? Um, and I'm going to um find everything else in there and go from there, and then also um uh, release the whole document unredacted, so everyone can read everything in there. You know what they did with my last leak, right? They gave me the leak and they redacted a, like a bunch of different things. No, no, I didn't
2: know. Yeah, they
1: redacted like whole entire pages. And wow. uh, and what I did was um, I got it from another source and found out what they were trying to redact was uh, um, like really... a they, they try to redact the stuff that shows that they were sharing information from Nick's, uh, like personal information from Nick's on people to Interpol.
2: Ooh.
1: Like, uh, for example, right. Amanda Knox, she won, uh, her case over in Italy, but the Italians didn't like it. So what they did was, um, was, um, said, okay, oh, we're gonna retry her. And they and she was like, I'm not going back. You're not gonna retry me again. I already got off, right? Yeah. So she went back so they retried her in abstention, meaning she's not there and and convicted her. So she's on what's called the FFS FFF, the uh foreign fugitive uh file. So if she goes and buys a gun, what it's it she can still buy a gun, they will transfer it but it will notify the ATF that they're hit from the FFF. The, not the ATF and FBI, the FBI would then call the local FFL, get all her information and then call Interpol. Cause she have a, a like a warrant out and then, um, Pass on her address, all her personal contact information, everything to Interpol.
2: Wow, that's crazy.
1: But that's what they try to censor, but, you know.
2: Man, and that's what they try to redact.
1: Yeah, that's what they try to redact. And I guess they didn't think that I would be able to get it any other way. What they didn't know is I already had it. Wow. Wow. A lot of times I'll FOIA stuff that I already have.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's actually a good idea. I mean, that's that's a story within a story, right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, one of those things where it it's very uh, interesting.
2: Wow, that's but, crazy.
1: But yeah, that's what uh, that's how I got that. But uh, thank you so much for coming on, man.
2: Yeah, man. Thank you for, uh, for having me. Uh, I appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, check out our channel guys. Yeah, it's I got
1: to get on uh, your show, man.
2: Dude. Uh, let's do it. We do now. We do it late Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at nine thirty PM Eastern. Um, truthfully, it's just cause we all got to put our kids down before, uh, before we get on. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's why I do this at like 10. If I don't do it at five.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, dude, I'd love to have you on. Uh, you want to set up a time for next week?
1: Uh, let me talk to you offline. Probably, uh, uh, l- let me see what I can do. Uh, okay. Because I got to look at uh, a couple things because I have a couple GOA appearances. Okay. They have to do. But, but next week should work sometime.
2: time. Okay. Yeah. Anywhere the next week or two. Uh, to Edu, I know you emailed me, and uh, thank you. And I will get back to you uh, as well. So yeah, thank you
1: he all. he emailed me, man, and he's just like, "Hey, are you are you going to? Uh, I hear you're going to IV eighty-eight eighty-eight. And I saw Jordan on your channel. He's going too. I can't wait to meet him there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: like, all right, basically Did saying,
1: I? "Hey, uh, can you introduce me to Jordan from JST?" he <laughs> wrote back like two seconds later i was like i want to meet you too i'm <laughs> yeah. just giving him a hard time
2: <laughs> yeah dude i i could not even imagine like you know going somewhere like just you know these are all the people i've been watching for for years and years so one day
1: yeah sure, i'm sure sure all right all right Hi, everyone out there but hold on I'm going to give you the final word Um, I'll be back tomorrow another late show tomorrow which is crazy because I never do late shows but I have a another late show tomorrow at 10 o'clock then remember the 200th episode special thank you so much to my patreons for supporting me and let me do this work I'm going to kick it over to dark for the final word go for it
2: the final word. You can um, say anything you
1: want. You can plug anything. You can, you can read. I don't know Edgar Allan Poe. You can <laughs>
2: tell here's, people. Here's I'll say. If if you're interested, if if you believe that you are free, then you are being tricked. Come over to our channel at Darklight Dugan to learn more about being free, and remember to be safe and be very dangerous.
1: There you go, people.